And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey, Budaco. Ha. Ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, January 5th, 2024. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Millis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded woman, Tasha Hotboy, Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo. And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Hit the like button, subscribe, comment away, and you podcast listeners, leave us a five-star rating and review on today's Drop. We're going to unpack the first round of all-star voting. We'll take a look at the numbers. We'll discuss whether the Lakers are going to fire Darvin Ham. Ham on the hot seat, sizzling away. Uh, We'll talk about Ricky Rubio retiring from the NBA. The Orlando Magic, they're finally going to honor Shaq. We got five-star reviews. We've got rapid-fire fun, tasked with the questions. But first, we had two classic two beauties (laughs) on tnt last night oh my god let's start with the uh the second game because we had the denver nuggets pulling off one of the wildest victories of the season capping a 25 to 4 run over the game's final six minutes and change there with a 40 foot some want to call it 39 i'm rounding up 40 foot (laughs) banked in buzzer beater from Jokic to stun the Warriors 130-127. I mean, if you got the clip, J.D., just roll that bad boy in because, holy crap, what a shot here to win the game in Golden State. I like the rounding up to 40. I, too, rounded <laughs> up. I thought that was the right thing to do. I've never seen Jokic happier. I swear. I, Great point. He won right? a championship. And he, he won the finals. Yeah. When he won the finals, he just wanted to get off the floor, wanted to go see his horses. Here, he was so pumped. Yeah. You, don't often see a buzzer beater. You know, usually it's game winner, seconds left. This one was walking off right in front of Steve Kerr. If you're scripting uh, the Warriors drama, the Warriors ending, you're going to see that shot. I'm, I'm sure it go bla- f- fade to black and white. But it could go the other way. If you're if you're cutting the Warriors coming back, you cut that, and then Draymond Green comes back into the picture. I don't know. <laughs> the smash of the glass like Stone Cold? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, perhaps. Anyway, uh what Kerr chose to do was go after Jokic one-on-one, never doubled him, and Jokic just showed he's an MVP. Uh, and everybody is talking about others in the MVP conversation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because Jokic was having an incredible season that he kind of cooled off. He had those couple terrible shooting nights, was worst in his NBA career. This one, he was 13 of 16. The guy is 49 of 54 in his last five. He is hot. He's just one of the best. You don't double him. 
Uh, and that's what happened with that last run, uh, which was a wild run. Um, the Nuggets are just too big. Uh, that's why Gordon, uh, Aaron Gordon had such a great game. We oh. probably won't even talk about his 30 points yeah, he was uh, all that much. But I want to. Yeah, he was fantastic. <laughs> he, he got them there, I thought. He was, he was a big part of it. Yeah, that was just an MVP shot from Jokic. I think he celebrated so much because they didn't have to play overtime. <laughs> like, hey, five free minutes. <laughs> oh, but, man, that was uh, just incredible that he got the shot off. And basically, uh, Malone called it. He's like, just take a couple of dribbles and launch it. <laughs> Great play. Great call. I also love to see uh, what Jokic said post game. Considering uh, what we just talked about on the show yesterday, is it harder to, uh, to hit a game-winning three or make three free throws at the line? Jokic afterwards said, I think those shots are the easiest shots to take. You don't have any other option. <laughs> yeah. I'm just chucking it. <laughs> and he did. And it went in. Bank job Jones. I loved to see that. And yeah, Aaron Gordon, I thought, you know, Jokic gets the game ball. That was an MVP moment. But if you're given another game ball, it's got to be Aaron Gordon. 15 points in the fourth quarter. And he was in the right place Every single time. Mm-hmm. He had a big corner three. He had a couple of offensive rebounds. He kept going to the free throw line. He had that back cut when he got the alley-oop. That was great stuff. And then on the other side, Peyton Watson and KCP were all over uh, the Warriors' wings. And that's why they couldn't score. They couldn't get a shot. They couldn't get a shot inside 10 feet in the last six minutes. Yeah. Maybe Kuminga would have helped. That was, a, <laughs> that was a wild thing from Steve Kirk. Kuminga absolutely cooking. Gets pulled. Didn't play the last 20 minutes. Wiggins, I think, should have been out there. He did help them build this lead. But I'm looking at Klay Thompson. I'm looking at Chris Paul and saying, could you give us something in the fourth quarter? Literally anything, defense, offense. There was nothing from either of those two guys. And I don't know. Warriors keep blowing leads like this. 18-point lead. Mm-hmm. They're also playing the prevent offense, I think, every single oh, possession. Oh, God, yes, yeah. They are. Why they, were they trying to kill the clock? It's just It was just a weird, weird move. And it ended with Curry turning it over there to try and find Wiggins in the corner, which gave Jokic the opportunity to hit the game winner. And obviously he did from 40 feet away. It wasn't a 39er. As fun as it uh, is to say 40, it was 39, but who cares? Um, Did he mean to bank it? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> Even no, I mean, he was just basically <laughs> Chuck asked yeah. him right after the game, and oh, he was dude. like, I'm, I'm just happy I went in. in. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and like that's what he's, I think, speaking to of like, I love those shots. No one expects it to go in. Exactly. I mean, I'm yeah. like, hoisting it from basically half court yeah. after three dribbles. Looney played him really well. He, like, he like right up on him. He didn't yeah. give him a ton of room, and he just banks it home. You're right, though. Aaron Gordon, 30 points, huge. Jamal Murray had 25-2. I thought he was setting up a lot of those three-point mm-hmm. shots uh, as they got back in this game to either you know Aaron Gordon in the corner or be it uh, Michael Porter Jr. before he came out because Watson then hit one. A lot of that was created. Uh, off of that two-man action that Jamal Murray and Jokic have perfected. Uh, and then he intercepted that Curry pass, and I thought, you know, he tricked Curry a little bit there because it looked like he was going to flash up top. I think mm. he was expecting it, Curry to maybe look to the corner there and, yeah, picked it. Then they had the weird thing like, oh, is there a timeout called? Oh, crap, we're not advancing it. But in the end, uh, Jokic hits a, a miraculous 40-footer. <laughs> like you said it. I mean, I don't want to gloss over it. The guy's missed five shots. Five shots over his last four games. That's crazy. I mean, that's Will Chamberlain like shit right there. Like, it's like I, I assume he's the only one to have that many shot attempts to also shoot around, you know, 80, 90%. I bet Wilt did it a couple times in his career, but what a game to, again, cap off an incredible night on TNT. I know we'll get to uh, Giannis versus Wemby in a second. Yeah, Jokic has seemingly gone back to sort of the Jokic of the last 
few years in the regular season, I thought the last few games, the last couple of weeks, why he's sort of slowed down. He's just not shooting as much is what it comes down to. While at the beginning of the season, he just looked like playoffs Jokic. And his PR numbers, his crazy numbers, you know, started to slow down a little bit. He had those those bad shooting nights. Uh, but he was so efficient in this one. And there's no one who likes to play more with Nikola Jokic than Aaron Gordon. He just, he's just so perfect with him. It reminded me of the finals Mm -hmm. when these two dudes were just too big for the Miami Heat. And Aaron Gordon had that six dunk first quarter of game one. And then he led his team in game four when they went up 3-1 with 27 points. He was doing it. It was awesome for him. Obviously the dog bite ain't bothering him. Uh, He was just playing off of Jokic perfectly. And obviously like it's hard, it's easy to kill the Warriors for sure at this point, but they, they almost won. <laughs> and they should have won. They should have yeah. won. Though. Yeah. They, they did not. They blew a huge lead at home again, and they, they keep blow blowing them. twenty point leads. Yeah, no, this is this is could be the toughest moment for them. Absolutely, I, I just think a lot of them are doing good stuff out there. They've lost to the Nuggets six straight times, oh. uh, which is ugly stuff. But the Kaminga thing was weird. He was great uh, in this game. He ran his third quarter stint to start the third quarter. And then he sat the rest of the game. I guess Steve Kerr was trying to get more out of Andrew Wiggins to make him look like the guy that helped him win the championship. He's now moved to the bench for the first time in his freaking career. And I guess Wiggins, yeah, he was playing well, but Kaminga was playing awesome. He was 5 of 7. He got got to the free throw line seven times, the most of any Golden State Warrior in this game. So he was just... It was weird that you didn't didn't go to him. The curse stuck with Wiggins, I thought. Yeah, the only good thing for the Warriors is that the Lakers are struggling right now and the Suns are not doing all that well and they're hanging around those two teams in the standings. They're 16-18, and 18, Golden State is now. Uh, they are currently slotted 11th in the Western Conference. Um, but man, holy crap, blowing these huge leads and every game they play in, at least every win they've picked up this year, it's in a clutch situation. I mean, mm-hmm. every game is close. There are no easy ones with this team. Sort of reminiscent of, um, was it the Miami Heat last year that were in a million clutch games yeah. as well? So yeah. maybe and, that's uh, another blessing Mavericks. in disguise. Yeah, the Mavericks as well. So, um, yeah, they just like, every game is a clutch situation. Though it shouldn't have been leading like they did and looking incredible in the third quarter. That was the Warriors of old. It was like, oh, the third quarter Warriors, man. They are humming along here. Yeah. But, yeah, the Kaminga part is perplexing, man. Like, Playing Steve Kerr, well. Steve Kerr is unfortunately still living in 2022. What is, yeah. Uh, I guess 2021. When Clay was great, uh, when Wiggins was dominant, um, and when Chris Paul still had it. So I, he's got to, Kuminga's got to play more. 16 points in 19 minutes, and he puts so much pressure on the rim, which really, really helps the Warriors because Looney's not going to score inside, and Looney is looking quite old uh, at this point in his career. Um so like I said, I mean, I didn't mind Wiggins being out there. I think they needed his size, but I thought Clay most likely is the one who should have came off. Yeah, it's uh, this is the time with Draymond Green apparently coming back very soon. He's going to be at the Warriors practice facility and playing, playing, <laughs> practicing and all that. Yeah, it's on Kurt to make some decisions. It is strange that he continuously goes with those vets. To He's trying to get back there, although he's given Pojemski the run and, and all that. Um, yeah, this this is the time for them to to change it up. He is playing Trace Jackson Davis a lot, uh, who's a little undersized like his papa Dale Davis out there. But he was trying. He was trying out there. But Kaminga was the guy. Even on the first possession, offensively, 
Jonathan Kuminga was adjusting his arm sleeve and was still able to throw down a huge dunk. Like, he was just chilling, but then he threw down a huge dunk. He was that good. Came down to the wire, and I was surprised that Michael Porter Jr. was sitting. Peyton Watson was out there, but that guy's probably been yeah, there. He was hoping. First bet, first best bencher. He's the, he's the sixth best player, I think, this year. He's He's been so, so good. I was wondering, being at the NBA Finals and watching him dunk in uh, in pregame and in practice, this guy, this guy's good. Uh, I wonder if he's going to be good. This is finally, he's here. He's they, here taking expect, his Jeff Green role. Yeah, they expected it. That was yeah. the plan with some of those guys moving on in, in Bruce Brown. And obviously, uh, yeah, Jeff Green, like you said, like they were hoping that yeah. he, he would slot in there. They thought, you know, Christian Brown might, you know, take another step too. But it's really been Watson. Uh, two final stats on this game. Uh, Opta stats I saw tweeted that Jokic is just the second player in the last 10 seasons to hit a game-tying basket and a game-winning buzzer beater in the final 30 seconds of a game. The other was LeBron James in overtime against the Wolves back in... 2018. I don't really remember that game. Oh, that was a great game. That was uh, the one me. where he didn't celebrate with Isaiah Thomas and he got traded the next that day. That was that mm. one. LeBron and Jimmy Butler trading buckets. There you go. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, Butler on the Wolves. And then uh, final stat, the Nuggets, man. 17-5 and five when Jamal Murray plays. 8-6 and six when he's not out there. This has sort of been the uh, running theme for this team for years now. Uh, again, they're just unstoppable, Jokic. Jamal Murray, 1-2. Then you get these other guys contributing, and it's like, good luck. Denver's 25-11. and 11. They're a half game behind Minnesota for the number one seed in the Western Conference. It almost feels like they've been coasting at times this Definitely. season. And that's what a defending champ can do. And uh, and uh, they sort of are. And uh, that's scary for the rest of the league, I guess is my point. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, Jokic's crazy game winner? Uh, not specifically on Jokic's game winner, but there were a couple of Steph things I liked in this game. Uh, at one point in the third quarter, he like stumbled while he was dribbling. He was being guarded by Michael Porter Jr. and he did a curly kneel, like dribbling while he was still on the ground, picks it up and somehow hit a 20-footer. <laughs> that was awesome. He also had a drive where he was going left, flicked it back with his right, put it on the rim so soft, and the call from Brian Anderson was, he tossed it up on the green like a saucy little nine iron. (laughs) (laughs) Holy moly. It's a great call. Curry's a golfer, too. Yeah, Yeah, that was nice. I thought you were saying grill at first, like a saucy little sausage, maybe, or something. (laughs) But, yeah. yeah. Saucy little nine iron. (laughs) Nine iron. Oh, man. But he went ice cold. He went ice cold down the stretch. Couldn't make a layup. No. No, he, he was so frustrated, even the one where he got to the free throw got line. Fouled. He's like, how did that not go in? I mm-hmm. hit that all the time. Yeah, but And there was great def- defense from uh, the perimeter uh, players there on the Nuggets, like you said, TK. Yeah, and that's why it just looks like it's falling apart for the Warriors at times because of stuff like that. Like, he's too good to let stuff like that happen. And all these huge leads. So this, this coming couple weeks... This is going to be interesting with Draymond Green coming back and who he's going to start. And he started Kevon Looney in this one for the first time in a while because he wanted to go back to trying to guard Jokic one-on-one. But Jokic always kills Looney. He always kills everybody because uh, he's that damn good. Yeah. This well, is it's going to be a fun five weeks here, like you said, leading up to the trade deadline because the Warriors, they still think, and you when you have Curry, you should still be thinking that you're a championship contender. Obviously, the Lakers with LeBron and AD, and then the Suns with their guys and trying to figure out with their big three and getting them playing. Um, you know, you got to go here now. You got to start at least climbing up the, uh, the rankings a little bit. People will push back on that, say, why? Look what the Heat did getting into the plan. Look what the Lakers did getting into the plan. True, true, but will you make moves... Either of those three teams to try and help your team get the right balance going, or is it just in terms of who you're playing, especially when it comes to Kerr and stuff like that? Let's move over to the first game last night, though. We were on playback for this one, uh, at least for the second half, and uh, hell of a call by us because, man, <laughs> highlight after highlight after highlight, 
Giannis outduels the birthday boy, Wembenyama, in a thriller uh, that had like, I don't know, six, seven, eight plays of the night for sure, plays of the week, maybe plays of the month, maybe a few in the plays of the year at the end of it all. Uh, but what do you think of Giannis going for 44 and 14, um, you know, outpacing the alien who had 27, <laughs> nine and five blocks and all these jaw dropping plays. Yeah. And stepping into threes late. I just couldn't decide what was the first, what was the second, what was the third best player yeah, of everything. Sure. sure. Well, what did NBA.com rank as number one? Well, Jokic's game winner, yeah, of course. Stole it. He stole it. Uh, I mean, it is. It is. But but what did they have at number two? Which play from I, Wemby was it? I, was it off the glass? May have been. I didn't watch uh, uh, the top ten. Uh, that would have been my number one Wemby highlight. Was the off the glass? Off the dunk. glass. Yeah. They also had the around the back dunk on Brook. Yeah. Uh, the, the transition was. It was high too. Yeah. The two handed flush. It just. It didn't even look. Like we didn't dunk. even think he dunked it yeah. when he did it. Yeah, because he's so freaking huge. Yeah. it doesn't look like he's up there. But Wemby was doing stuff. It is weird that, unfortunately, they sat him for a lot of the fourth quarter because he's on a minutes restriction. And then, and then Giannis was doing his things. Yeah, yeah, Giannis was taking this personal. He he wanted to win this game, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he he looked good. I agree. Obviously, obviously he looked good. Um, well, he's hitting back to back clutch threes. <laughs> I mean, he hit like two threes in like a forty second span. In the final three minutes, stepping into it. Yep. <laughs> Pretty open. Yes. I mean, that's the right way to play him. If yeah, I'm exactly. Honest, but... uh, making two, I think, is the impressive thing. Yeah. You would expect him to probably make one yeah. uh, in that scenario. And then on the flip side, Trey Jones, wide open look Ooh. to tie the game. Looked it up, though. Trey is his given name. Not a nickname for his three-point shooting because no. he's a 26% career three-point shooter, shooting 17% from the corners this season. He's also missed 13 straight three-pointers this season. I looked that up as well because uh, somebody was joking in the uh, playback chat last night. <laughs> this guy hasn't made one in 54 three-point attempts. We were like, hold on, that can't be right. He was embellishing, but yeah, he's been on mm. a bit of a cold streak here. But the right play from Wemby, I mean, he could have forced it. He's he's 7-4. He's going to rise up over anyone. I'll take tra- a Wemby shot over a Trey Jones three. I guess. I mean, I <laughs> Why guess. Why was Trey Jones out there? Yeah, that's maybe the better question. Like, I can't make a three and you need a three. Yeah, that's a good point. Devontae Graham's just sitting there on yep. the bench making lots of money, can hit threes. That that was a good question for Pop. What's what's up? What, what, what's going on? I mean, he started Jeremy Sohan as their point guard this year. Yeah. That didn't go well, obviously. Uh, so they, they literally changed their point guard. So that's an interesting one. But um, the thing he would have probably talked about was getting headbutted by Jared Greenberg. <laughs> he said during the during this interview, he got he got headbutt. You're headbutting me. Uh, what are you doing, Pop? Anyway, that was fun. Uh, what a game! What a game from everybody, from everybody. But as you said, they're wide open threes. There was that sort of feeling that this was sort of just a this is just run up and down kind of game. Yeah, a definitely. lot of that. Definitely. Yeah, defense optional though. I mean, Wemby coming through with some clutch blocks. Uh, I mean, that crazy one on Giannis. He had the one on Dame. Yep. Uh, what other highlights did we have? We had a huge Giannis dunk uh, on Kel- Wemby, a little southpaw spike there, as <laughs> Bo Estes calls it. Keldon Johnson with that. Keldon Johnson flying. That's probably like the sixth the best highlight in this game, but it was like a, I think a, again, Bo called it J.R. Smith like, where he uh, cut baseline <laughs> and did sort of like a little 360 uh, under the rim. 
And then, yeah, the the, blo- the blocks were huge and just uh, the, the trading of the three-pointers. It was fun. Fun as hell. Exactly what you want from a, a game where one team has five wins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the exactly other team right, is a yeah. championship contender. Give us a close game. Give us a bunch of cool plays. Give us the talking points between these guys. And, and even, like, the questions coming out of this, like, what are you doing, Pop, with those lineups? Uh, yeah, the Wemby sitting and all that, the minutes restrictions. Like, it's a, it's a, it's perplexing, uh, you know. And he's been pissed off a little bit about it. I guess he got more than what you say the twenty four minutes in the end. Yeah, just just a little <laughs> Ooh, more. They pushed it there <laughs> to try and win a game. Good and, for you. And it's odd because even if you go and win games, you're still going to be one of the worst teams oh, yeah. in the league, no matter what. <laughs> the worst. The, the yeah. point of trying to push away from tanking was getting all the bottom three teams to have the same percentage of possibility of getting that first pick and they're going to be one of those teams There's, that's just this just how <laughs> well, they're gonna get be. the raptors pick too probably yeah so be well i don't know anywhere between probably in the lottery somewhere so what let's do, put it that what way. do you want what do you want you already have the number one guy in wemby you have dem vassell who's who's seemingly a great three-point shooter almost had his career high in this one i don't know i guess you want a point guard Yes. They, they yeah need that. <laughs> yeah yeah go not get Vassell. one of those <laughs> <laughs> dem great game 34 points. I mean, he was awesome. He, he he took over at the end of the first half to keep them in the game and then was hitting clutch shots. And Kelton Johnson took a while to get going in this one, but uh, as the game went on, he got a little bit better. He started just attacking the rim. There was not a lot of defense being played, like we said, and he stopped uh, settling for threes that were coming up short. Um, Chris Middleton not playing the second half was uh, a fascinating move, a little... Uh, a little sly move, I think, from the Milwaukee Bucks because he had not played in back-to-back games since uh, 22, I think, Greenberg said on the broadcast. So it's a nationally televised game. He sort of has to play. Otherwise, you're going to get fined. So they play him, and he take him out of half. <laughs> he just played the first half, and uh, I guess that's sort of the workaround, is that, if that's the thinking. It's like, well, we played him, <laughs> and then we took him out. I guess the half is the, the key, right? Because yeah. didn't the Nets play their yeah. guys for only a quarter, and they got fined 100 yes. So they also got... were sitting some guys too. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. You're right. So maybe that's, that's what the people tuned in for. Chris Middleton. <laughs> Gotta have him out there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It'd be a little different if it wasn't Giannis or Wemby. But uh, what a game. Entertaining stuff. Uh, we also had a wedgie in this one. Don't worry, we didn't forget. And uh, we got to go sound up on it because Harlan. Mwah, chef's kiss here. Here he is. Critical minutes for Milwaukee here. Pain slashing in the wedgie. You can't script it. You can't practice it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harlan. I love how he says wedgie. Yeah. So he has perfected it. Uh, so, yeah, campaign giving us wedgie number 23 last night on TNT. Pace ticks up a little bit to 57. Best wedgie caller in the game, I'd oh, say. Harlan. not even. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Eagle's good, too. Eagle's great. But Harlan really, I love how he yeah. the wedgie. Yeah, he does it so well. And having Harlan on this call... Uh, for that game last night, it made all these highlights like 10 times cooler and better because he's so invested and he's just like so great on the broadcast. Uh, and then you've got uh, Reggie Miller trying to say Wembenyama <laughs> all the mm. time. There was a great tweet going around. Hey, Reggie, just say Wemby. <laughs> just, we all do, Just man. say Wemby, man. <laughs> you know, he's like stumbles over it all the time. But anyway. Yeah, he thinks it's Ben. Yeah, they he thinks it's Benyama. <laughs> or or Ben what does he say? He does he does do a Wembenyana quite Yana, a bit. Yes. You hear that all, all the time though, yeah. I'll say. Yeah. 
Just call him Ben Yana then. His first name's Ben. <laughs> ben Yama. Uh, uh, and we also had, uh, after the game, uh, it was a quick shot, but a lot of people grabbed it. And we got to hear Robin Lopez <laughs> and the Spurs mascot, the Coyote, exchanging jerseys. Like the, the two guys in Vegas changing shirts. <laughs> um, and so just very funny and it looked like Robin Lopez like was very excited to do this and get a coyote jersey it looked like it was signed there too and everything he likes fighting mascots yeah 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 signed it, didn't it look like it was signed <laughs> I think you're right yeah somebody signed, signed it. it does he sign it the coyote I yeah. think so or whoever his name is inside <laughs> I think so I saw um, going around. I guess like there's um, you know there's like uh, Disney cards now you know like basketball cards and sports cards there's Disney cards sure uh, okay. so people are now <laughs> Going to Disney World or Land and uh, getting Mickey Mouse to sign the cards. Oh, that's a big thing. Yeah, that's a big time thing. They, I mean, that's years and years. Like you would go buy an autograph book to get Mickey's autograph. <laughs> How funny is that? <laughs> that's like, such a weird thing, right? So, in theory, somebody out there has our old cameraman Rick's signature as Goofy. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> I would love to have. And does that. Go- how does Goofy sign his name? You oh, would gorsh. think Goofy. Yeah, like it's not really Goofy. <laughs> no way you could read it. Yeah. With gloves okay. on. Yeah, it must be tough. Anyway. It must be tough for a Goofy to be able yeah, to it sign it. Do you guys have it. any other thoughts on those games from last? Night? Uh, Damon Yana scored the last twenty-five points for the Bucks. Yeah, Lillard, by the way. Yeah. Lillard had a bad game <laughs> yeah. until he just like took over. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. pretty good in the clutch. Those guys. Yes, they are. Yeah, they turn on for the fourth quarter. That's what they do. That's what they've done all season long. Um, but the Wembenyama blocks are the things I'll, I'll remember. Those blocks were great. Five blocks. I, I, I like the stat of his ninth game this season, 20, block, 20 points and four blocks, at least four blocks. That's, that's ticking up. But he had five in this one. Yeah, he's good at that. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Let's move on here. LeBron and Giannis lead their respective conferences in the first round of All-Star voting from results released by the NBA on Thursday, just a reminder, fans account for 50% of the vote to decide the All-Star Game starters, NBA players, and a media panel. Uh, they account for 25% each. But let's take a look at the top vote-getters by position in the first fan returns, and I will read the top names. I'm not going to read all of them for the audio listener, for the podcast listener. West Frontcourt, it's LeBron. He cracked 2 million votes there. It's KD, and it's Jokic. In the backcourt, you see there, it's Luka, Steph, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander in third, uh, nearly cracking a million votes, but he's got some distance to go to catch Curry or Luka. In the east, uh, front court, it's it's as, as expected. It's Giannis who uh, hit 2.1 million. It's Joel Embiid and it's Tatum. Uh, those guys pulling in big, big numbers in terms of votes. And in the backcourt there, Tyrese Halliburton with 1.3 million. And then Damian Lillard would be right now the second starting guard. 
But Trey Young, not too far behind, and you see the rest. The question for you guys, uh, TK, you can get us started here. Um, biggest surprise from the first fan returns of NBA All-Star voting? The biggest thing that surprised me was that Alperen Shengun has more All-Star votes than either Victor Wembanyama or Chet Holmgren. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's been great, no doubt about it. Yep. Uh, and the Rockets definitely have, like, uh, still have a large Chinese fan base yep. that could get in on the voting, mm. but that was still surprising to see because I feel like Shen Goon is probably flying under the radar from a national uh, standpoint. And then you mentioned it, Skeets. Tyrese Halliburton leading the East wow. Guards, as I think is pretty uh, surprising. He finished fifth in voting in the final votes last year. James Harden, Kyrie Irving were still in the Eastern Conference at that point, but Dame Lillard had yet to come to the East. So uh, I think people saw the IST, and I think they have watched the way Halliburton plays, and it's fun to watch. So not a surprise that he would be number one, that, that he, but that he actually got there over some more established guys, that is a pro- it, surprise to me. It's reminiscent of um, Kyle Lowry getting the all-star start in the 2016 All-Star Game in Toronto. I wonder if there's like this little, uh, with the game being in Indiana, Indianapolis, Mm. that uh, Tyrese Halliburton gets that bump. Just a possibility. I mean, very deserving that he should be an All-Star starter. But uh, anything else surprise you? Yeah, it would be good to track where all these votes coming from. Are they coming from (laughs) Indianapolis? Is that where, because... uh, (laughs) They're not coming from Canada. I don't see a single Siakam or Barnes on this list. We're not uh, counting them. Right. Uh, but Halliburton, yeah, way up there, and I'm I'm just just wondering how much, yeah, did the in season tournament factor in here that he was that good in it, and that people all over the world could be voting for Tyrese Halliburton? So I am a little surprised there because a smaller market guy gets a number one, but must have eyeballs from all over the place. And I bring up the small market because there's a small markets that guys should have gotten way more on, on both of them, like Anthony Edwards. Cat, De'Aaron Fox should be up way higher. You know, Fox being eighth, Carl Anthony Towns being tenth, uh, and Anthony Edwards being uh, sixth. Way back from uh, from the West Guards, but the West Guards is cool to see again. Shea Gilgis Alexander, that guy must be just popular on the internet. He just must be very glamorous. People like his look because a small market guy. Back to back years, last year he was fourth in that first. Uh, the first ballot return, he just keeps climbing. So that's going to be a good race. It's a three-guard race with Luca, Steph, and Shea, and then everybody else is way back. Um, but, yeah, Shea's got a chance. Yeah, he's got a chance, but he just doesn't, I don't think, have the fan base to contend with either Luca's fan base or Steph Curry's fan base. So I think he's going to be uh, – well, he's going to have to be selected. Of course he'll be picked by the uh, yeah. the coaches. I don't, know, I don't think he'll get in there as a starter. I also took away from this – Lakers fans, man, they vote. Celtics fans, man, they vote. Knicks fans, uh, not really. Jalen Brunson, once again, as expected, and we talked about it last year, TK. Guys averaging twenty six six and four on a good team, shooting splits of 47, 43, 80 plus at the line. And the Knicks fans, I think, are dropping the ball for the second year in a row here. He's too low. He's getting very few votes. He should get more from a huge metropolitan city with that uh, all you hear about are Knicks fans, bing bong this, bing bong that, and like they don't vote for the guy. A lot of people in New York uh, moved to New York, though. <laughs> right? True, transplants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and so. there's a lot of fun stuff to do in New York rather than just sitting on your computer voting. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. I think that's what it is. Okay. Do yes. they have Nothing co- to do in L.A. either. Yeah. Do they <laughs> it's have a lot com- more boring. <laughs> You're just at the beach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Check in. 
It's a weird one. Uh, the next one, I don't know how many have computers or have, have the apps. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's check. They're it's, frauds. Knicks fans are frauds, man. They talk a big game. They can't even get Brunson in the starting all-star. He should have way more votes. Way more. For the fan base that they have or pretend to have and how loud they are, it's, it's embarrassing. For the second year in a row now, I get it last year, not this year, with how good they are and how great he's been. Yeah. That's and my I, opinion on it. And I guess because he started well, Brunson did, his number is way higher than Julius Randle. Randle isn't even on this list. Right. Uh, the 10th spot in forwards is Paolo Banquero. He didn't even make it there. So he's probably got like a third of what Jalen Brunson has. Truthfully, truthfully, though, like I was joking about Siakam and Barnes not making it here either in the top 10, but it's like there should be no votes except for three guys in the East front court. <laughs> like you should be voting for Giannis, Embiid, and Tatum. I don't really know how you can oh, convince yeah, no. yourself that no, anyone else That's the starting three. So, you know, that's easy. You got to vote for who you want for. Don't get me wrong. Like you, who you like. But. I, I just don't know how this works. Uh, Jason, Boston specifically. Tatum has 1.7 mil. Jalen Brown has 400,000. You think Drew Holiday would have more? But Derek White, he plays on that team, it, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, they're there, but yeah. they have way lower. They have one hundred forty-five thousand, one hundred seventy-five thousand. I just don't know how this works. Uh, I just wonder how they you get the how three they timer. Them. They tabulate them. Mm. Yeah, there's some tabulations going on. I don't know what's happening. I would like to see them all, but I am surprised to see Trey Young getting a lot, a lot more votes than last year, being third yeah. this year. He was way below, uh, and he deserves it. He's he's awesome. They're having a great offensive season uh and he's shooting a great three percentage they've got the six paths offense he's leading it so people are supporting him more than they are last world last year i should say two final notes uh today marks another three for one day <laughs> there it know, is each fan vote counts three times so go vote and they just three exit for no reason just ex- <laughs> except to make these numbers look bigger and then uh this is a fun announcement uh i don't think we've said this before even on a playback. No Dunks headed to another NBA All-Star weekend in Indy coming up here in a couple weeks. And uh, yes, we plan on doing a live show. More details to come, figuring out the venue, figuring out the time. But uh, if you're in the area, if you're traveling for All-Star weekend, it is a blast and uh, we'll hopefully be doing a live show there. So there you go. Um, Come on, Tyrese Halberton. Come on the show. (laughs) Open invite to any of the (laughs) All-Stars. Uh, to come on. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move to this news uh, from The Athletic here yesterday. The Lakers, okay, they dropped below 500 on the season following that home loss to the Heat on Wednesday. Well, according to Shams and Jovan Buha of The Athletic, there's a growing disconnect between Darvin Ham and the Lakers' locker room. Six sources! <laughs> Gotta know how many are Shams and how many are Buhas. What's the split? Three, three, five, one. (laughs) Hey, Yovan, you want to split a six pack of sources? (laughs) That's that's cool. (laughs) Um, Six sources say the split is driven by Darvin Ham's extreme rotation and lineup adjustments. Um, because, you know, Ham keeps taking guys in and out of the starting lineup, and maybe people within the locker room or around the team are getting a little frustrated. Um, Your thoughts here, TK, on the Ham Man? This is what comes with the territory when you are a coach of a LeBron James team. <laughs> right. At yeah. some point, you're getting on the hot seat. Uh, if you have a bad month, you're getting on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what has happened here uh, for Darvin Ham. And, you know, 
according to Lakers fans, he should be gone already, and it seems like the team is maybe taking their cues from their fan base as well because the rotations have been weird. I heard on uh, the Hoop Collective this morning that the starting lineup that the Lakers found such great success with in the playoffs last season has played a total of three minutes That's the perplexing part, yeah. And that's, like, that's the big question. It's like, we had success last season. It seemed to work. We turned the season around with the Westbrook trade, basically, bringing all the guys in. Now, at the end of the season last year, they did get swept. (laughs) And, like, Russell was not able to stay in on the court. Vanderbilt was not able to stay on the court. So maybe Darvin Ham soured on it then. It seems like it, but they should at least have a chance to run it back, I think, uh, this year. But it's also not much of an excuse. They've had 10 starting lineups. That's a lot. Miami has had 19. Yeah, yeah. There are teams that are able to fight through tinkering and stuff like that, and the Lakers have not been able to do it despite great health seasons and great performances from LeBron and AD. Yeah. Within the article, it said, Ham's decision to bench D'Angelo Russell and start LeBron, Prince, Reddish, Vanderbilt, and AD in a lineup without a second guard ball handler beginning back on December 23rd was considered a head-scratcher by multiple parties internally. And maybe that's what sort of led to this task. The article ended with patience is beginning to run thin because, you know, they are losing games here. Reeves talked about the locker room being shitty. Now, he did clarify. He's like, I want it to be shitty. You should expect it to be shitty (laughs) when you're losing games, you know. Um, But, yeah, to to speak with what you were saying there, TK, it's like they did have – now, they lost. Don't get me wrong. They got swept in the conference finals. But they had good vibes from that surprise run. D'Lo got paid, Reeves got paid, Rui got paid, Vanderbilt got paid. So there's that carryover. And I remember coming in, the Lakers couldn't stop talking about continuity, baby. Last oh, year's yeah. roster oh, yeah. and our run. like, and, and sure, that's usually a thing. And so then for Ham to sort of discard that and like, you know, you know, Reddish comes in and Prince comes in and, and, and maybe, you know, these guys are sort of just thrown in there right away. It's a little weird. It's weird. It's not, it, I mean, it. It hasn't looked like great coaching, <laughs> and that's why I think a lot of Lakers fans are calling for Ham's head. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> and it's a big one. <laughs> so good luck with that. <laughs> You're going to need a bunch of help. <laughs> oh, poor Ham. Uh, Sorry, Ham. He's got a big head. He's a giant ass head. Yeah. His last name is Ham. It's impossible not to think about Ham heads and Ham hawks. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Invite him to a dinner. Where did they go after winning the in-season tournament? In <laughs> yeah, Las they Vegas? won that. <laughs> it's funny to think that now. They're the reigning champs right now. Yeah. Did they go to dinner afterwards? Was ham the main course? Um, <laughs> where did, what happened? Anyway, uh, it is strange because they were good back then. Everybody was cheering for them. They were great. They've only gone bad since then, really. They've gone three and nine since then. Yeah, um, that they were they were way above five hundred. I wonder who these sources are. As you talked about, uh, Trey, when you got a LeBron team this deep in to his career, it's, it's probably it's, coming from LeBron, LeBron. Yeah, it's or LeBron. his people. Six sources, so LeBron and five other of his people. Who are they? Possibly. I, I, I that's who I'm wondering because last year Rob Palenka went and got Vanderbilt. He got Beasley. Uh, he got Rui at the trade deadline. They went for supporting players. And I think basically what this article is, is LeBron saying, go for somebody bigger this time. I'm 39. We have we are good. We just won an in-season tournament, but we need we need a third player, I think. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm stretching it as well because I, I don't really know. This team has a top 10 defense this season. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good on that end, but they need a score. Uh, they, they're 24th best offense. They don't shoot threes. 
They're among the worst in the league. So uh, if you so need a scorer, why not then, put you, Austin Reeves then you in generally it. put in maybe the guy that's one of your better scorers in Austin Reeves yeah. or D'Angelo Russell with all his warts. You know, he still is a scorer and has won them games that part before is weird. last year. And stuff. The, so I think, that part's strange. I think the D'Angelo Russell part is the weirdest part yeah. because... Get him on, get because it was working with him starting and Austin Reeves as the bench guy. They they do want Gabe Vincent to come back. I think Gabe Vincent, whenever he does come back, will help because he'll shoot every shot, and they desperately need numbers again. A, a really number. good defense, yeah, and a, a, a good a bad offense. That's what this team is. So they just need a third guy. I see the Zach Levine, the Zach attack as a possibility for sure, just to be another guy. That could be the guy. That could be why this article, why Shams. And Jovan were talked to by six sources. I just want to know who these six sources are. Uh, but it could be just, hey, Rob, let's make a trade. Um, let's do this. I don't know if it's it's really Darwin's fault here. Going from 14-9, and nine, they're 15-9 because that championship at the end-season tournament <laughs> game does not count. That's right. And then things went bad uh, after that. But that's also a sign of what the Pacers did. The Pacers were bad after the end-season tournament too. Um they turned That's, it around. <laughs> they did turn it around after after getting cold. So I'm not sure what's happening here. If Ham is out, could Phil Handy get his chance to finally coach a team? Uh, obviously been a longtime assistant. Went to a lot of finals, generally with LeBron. Uh, so there's that possibility. And then I saw a lot of Doc Rivers rumors. <laughs> oh, baby. What's up, yeah, Doc? Can we rock? Back, so uh, we'll see. We'll see if Ham can hold on there. To a seat. Uh, moving on, Ricky Rubio announced his retirement from the NBA on Thursday, shortly after agreeing to a buyout with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Rubio did not play at all this season after stepping away from the team to address his mental health in August. And the 33-year-old posted on X that he's doing much better and getting better every day, but that his NBA career has come to an end. So, uh, obviously, unfortunate news, sad news that uh, we're no longer going to see Rubio in it the is, NBA. It is sad news. He obviously had some event... Uh, that he noted in, in his release at the end of July, and he hopes he can give the details on that at some point um, when he is a little more comfortable to talk about it. So that is extremely unfortunate. Uh, that uh, Such a talented guy didn't really have the career he should have had. I, I also bring up the, uh, that it was unfortunate because of all the injuries he went through. Oh, yeah. When he was drafted, that the first season, things were flying. Things were going well. After 41 games, his team was above 500. It looked like they were going to make the playoffs. Bam, he goes out. Then they're just bad afterwards. They're 5-20 and 20 afterwards. Second season, he also missed a bunch of time because of the injury. Yep. Third season. Torn ACL. Yep. Yeah, right. Um, third season, that was a good season. They're close to 500. And they almost made the playoffs. They didn't. Fourth season, hurt. And, and then so the, the six seasons ended – he didn't make the playoffs, um, but uh, with Minnesota specifically. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then when he made it with the Jazz, he got injured. Yeah, I guess he uh, got injured. When he finally got into the postseason there. Yeah. Uh, so I think he will be remembered like Jason Williams is, all the, all the yeah. passes. All, he'll be remembered for that. Uh, it, is, it is unfortunate, but he was a great dude. Just uh, period, a great dude. Alexei Shred loved him. <laughs> classic you, classic you, moment. Change your face, be happy. That's right. Uh, yeah, how will, how will you remember sort of Ricky Rubio, do you think it will be like Tassa saying along the white chocolate sort of route of the highlights and all that? I think that's exactly right. He will probably be the, the 2000s white chocolate, uh, for lack of a better word, Spanish chocolate, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 10, 4, and 7. The numbers for his career yeah. aren't going to wow you for sure, but when you cut together all of his passes, 
It's going to look sick. Uh, the thing with Rubio is, like, he was pitched as, like, a super flashy passer, and he definitely was, but I always thought one of his strengths was the guy had the ball before anybody expected him to have the yeah. ball. It wasn't always, like, the craziest-looking pass, but it's, like, he's got an extra half second to shoot, which is huge. Um, so the passing and the flair definitely is something that'll be big for me. Change your face, be happy. Unforgettable, <laughs> of course. And then this guy was going head-to-head with the best basketball players in the world in the gold medal game at 17 years yeah, old. Yeah, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. The 2008 uh, gold medal game, Spain versus USA, it was like... He's playing Kobe Bryant. He's playing Kobe, LeBron, and Dwayne Wade. That was really impressive stuff. He's kind of, he's kind of like one of the last overseas mystery men that there really was. Because it's like the highlights weren't quite as available uh, when Rick, Ricky Rubio was coming up through the draft back in 2009. Like we had YouTube, but you like when Wembenyama came around, they had every one of his games on the NBA yeah, app. Yeah. Even with Luca, it was like he had played against U.S. teams, against NBA teams quite a few times. You knew who he was. With Ricky Rubio, they're like, oh, look at this guy. He's got a mop top. He's going to be the Spanish Pete Maravich coming over. He ended up going number five. Took him a couple of years to actually come over. I had forgotten about yeah. that. Drafted in 09, fifth overall, and didn't come till like 2011. He played for Barcelona for a couple of years. Absolutely. That's yeah. why the Timberwolves had to draft Johnny Flynn with their next pick, because they're like, we're not going to have Rubio yet. <laughs> Is he even going to come to Minnesota? That was a huge storyline yeah. when he got drafted. Uh, uh, so, yeah, Rubio, a guy you had to be there for, I think, and yeah. he's fun to watch. Uh, a, a wonderful, unique career, and, uh, yeah, a fan favorite, and by all accounts, everybody, like, you, you slipped it in there, Tass, like, everyone that played with him, everybody that was his teammate, adored this guy. Um, so, a, a fun fun career, obviously. Coming onto the international stage when he was a teenager is, is pretty wild. He's been around so long in our lives as basketball fans, like, I, like, caught myself when I read that he's only 33. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? It feels good. Yeah. He's just been around since we've we known him since he's, like, 13, yeah. 14 years old uh, yeah. when you started hearing about him. So. And it seems like the Cavs want to do something else with that roster spot because he was part of the Cavs team, and he was good last year uh, with his first year. Uh, two years two ago, years. I should say. He was say. really good. Yeah, yeah, he was great. And the things, the vibes were incredible yeah. when the Cavs were really, really good. But. He also got injured again uh, for his second year. And so I think the Cavs seemingly want to do something with that roster spot because Garland's out. Um, So they want to do something. And they've they've had some sort of conversation. But he's talked about how much he loves Kobe Altman. Uh, how much he loves that the, the organization, but he has to move on at some point. So it's, it's an unfortunate ending. I, I wonder, too, because he entered the league in 2011, if it was just... It would have been better if he entered like 10 years before that. Because he entered when... The three-point shooting was on the rise, and he was never really a good <laughs> three-point shooter. Yeah. Uh, so if he was just a passer, if he was just Jay Williams, if he was uh, just Jason Kidd, you know, twenty years earlier or something. But it, also, just the this, the injuries just kill yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, final piece of news here: uh, Shaquille O'Neal's number will be retired February thirteenth by the Orlando Magic, the third NBA franchise to give the tribute to the Hall of Famer O'Neal. Or number 32 in Orlando. He's going to be the first player to get a jersey number retired by the Magic. The Lakers retired uh, Shaq's number 34 jersey in 2013. The Heat retired his number 32 jersey in December 2016. So now the Magic coming up here um, in about a, a month or so will officially hang number 32 to the rafters in Orlando. And... Everybody's uh, first reaction to this was, what, they haven't already? Like, <laughs> uh, okay, good, good move. That makes sense for a guy that really put this team, this franchise, on the map. And I mean, 
I said it to you on playback last night, Tass. It's like they showed uh, Wemby's numbers as, as a rookie. Wow, like 18-10 and all the blocks. And they showed it and they compared it to Giannis's numbers. Now, they weren't so great because he came in like, you know, as a, you know, obviously a, a different body type and super, super young and an unknown. And then they had Shaq's numbers there as well as a rookie. And you're like, holy crap. Like this guy's like 23, 14, three and a half blocks. And he helped the Magic like to a 20-win improvement right away. Like, like we were there for for Shaquille O'Neal, but some of our listeners, some of our viewers probably weren't. And you got to go watch it because the guy was he was a beast from day one in the NBA, which is not easy to do. So it's cool his numbers going up. And even if you're a younger fan and you're familiar with Shaq, it's probably like Lakers Shaq, which yeah. was a kind of a different player different, different. Uh, at that point. But it's pretty impressive. Like Shaq only played four seasons for the Magic. And he is still fourth in total win shares, sixth in total points, top five in rebounds and blocks, and second in points per game. He started all four All-Star games when he was in Orlando. Still the most famous Magic that has ever played for him. And he took him as far as they've ever been. They did go back to a finals uh, in 09 with the Dwight Howard team, but they made the finals in, what, 95? Yep. Uh, in, the, in the Taco Bell showdown with Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is really cool. Shaq, the first, like, notable magic out there. Yeah. No offense, Nick Anderson, uh, Chicago legend, but Shaq is the man. So it's cool that he is the first one for Orlando, but he has been gone for quite some time yeah. uh, from Orlando. They could have done it earlier, but whatever. Yeah. That's why he is the man because he called them out and said, <laughs> and said, I should have my Jersey retired. That's why it happened. That's yeah. why it happened so long ago. Um, that it could have happened. Um, the guy was been retired for 12 seasons. That's a long wow, time has ago, he really? <laughs> and he hasn't played there, you know, for twenty five years. Yeah, longer twenty, yeah. whatever, twenty seven years. That that is weird to me. But he said yesterday on TNT, uh, or maybe it was Kenny who said the reason they're putting you up there is because you called him out. <laughs> so so now you got to call out your high school because they got to retire your jersey. That's the only team that should retire their jersey. I guess the high school team uh, because he's retired by the Lakers. Um, have you just been retired by the Heat? Yeah, the Heat. I just said that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the Celtics will not be retiring his jersey. The, I don't think the, the Cavs, Cavs or the Suns. The Suns? No, <laughs> probably not. Um, so the, the only hole, I guess, is the high school. He'll be saying that. He did say LSU, yesterday. he's been retired there. Yep. Yep. Oh, there you go. Uh, done. So, done done. Uh, okay. So Shaq's going to go up there. No one is going to argue that he shouldn't be. Who's next for the Magic? Like, does, does Penny Hardaway automatically uh, get his jersey retired? He was a... Four-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, and in a in again, an injury plagued, unfortunately, uh, and short, somewhat window with Orlando. Tra- Trace McGrady, not a lot of postseason success, but big numbers, scoring titles. Dwight Howard, lock. should be a lock, you would yeah. think moving forward. I think yeah. maybe Nick Anderson, <laughs> you know, played a lot of games. I think he played like 700 games. But do you think this like just now that you'd get that one up there, you get Shaq up there, that they can sort of move forward with honoring? and putting some other jerseys in the rafters? I guess they want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because what you decided to do it now. Um, I guess you get it going. But it is weird. It is weird that that's the first name here in 2023. I guess they just didn't want to do it. But <laughs> do I think Dwight, to me, is the only other lock-in. Penny didn't okay. want to leave uh, unless, unless he goes and shakes hands and says, I want to be retired. <laughs> I think that's the only way it happens to me. Um, yeah, because because I, again, I think it happened with Shaq because he said, hey, "I want to be retired." I mean, I think that's why it happened. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't just happen. Um, so of of the guys, though, he probably got to retire, Dwight. Yeah, 
Yeah, I it, down the line. He's still playing. He's still playing. <laughs> still trying to come back to the NBA. Exactly. Um, yeah, what do you think? This is the Magic's 35th anniversary season, right? Yep. So I think that's probably part of it. I actually oh, think Nick yeah. Anderson should be the next guy. Career leader in games played. He was Mr. Magic for a while. Unfortunately, he is kind of associated with a dark time yeah. <laughs> for the Magic with uh, the four straight missed free throws. But uh, not, that's probably the choice for me. Okay. Mm. Um, quick trivia question. Now that Shaq's number goes up, or his jersey will go up in the rafters in Orlando, only two teams in the NBA do not have any retired numbers. Can you name the franchises? Raptors. Correct. Toronto Raptors. We're waiting on uh, on Vince to go up there, I guess. Hornets. Sorry, who'd you say? Thunder. No, because I think Nick Collison has been. And maybe they're talking Sonics, too. Uh, and yeah. who do you have? The Hornets? No. Oh. Because they did... Um, they did, uh, was it Bobby Retro. Bobby Phils? Yeah, mm. I think I want to say Bobby Phils. Mm. Um, nope, but it's a team. I mean, you'll get there. Kings? No, but you're in the right state. Clippers. Clippers! Clippers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I believe only two teams now <laughs> don't have, uh, have a jersey retired. Clippers and Raptors. Nick and Collison. Raptors, probably soon enough, will have... Uh, well, eventually Lowry will be up there, but I think Vince will, will get there before that. If we had a wedgie Hall of Fame, Nick Collison would be in. He had a one from the Absolutely. free throw line. <laughs> free throw right. wedgie. That doesn't happen very often. That's but right. I, I do, getting back to Dwight, retired by the Magic, I do want to see that because Shaq would make fun of that hard. <laughs> he would go crazy. <laughs> uh, he would go nuts. <laughs> he's like, okay, so he... here's the Magic got to troll Shaq because he did leave, though they wouldn't pay him. So um, put his jersey up. Okay, that's going to yeah. happen on February 13th. And when they eventually <laughs> retire Dwight Howard's jersey, make it like a little bigger, a little more prominent, <laughs> and put it right beside Shaq's, yeah. and then just see what happens. Right, the yeah. Superman Could that wasn't. Although, yeah, Shaq would have fun. They'd probably, he would come in, DJ it maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you think Shaq will DJ Dwight Howard's jersey <laughs> retirement? I Shaq's love it. cool. Oops. Shaq will do it. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, let's get to some five-star Friday review. <laughs> we got uh, we got Jerome here in the Slack saying they need to retire Dwight's jersey with the Superman logo. <laughs> yeah, mm. be cool too. Retire the cape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe just sweet actually. Up there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, five star reviews. What do you got, my yeah, man? Yeah, five star Friday, first Friday of every month. We read five five star reviews from Apple Podcasts because it helps us in the rankings. And the rankings, oh, they matter so much. It's Skeets. Uh, I gotta <laughs> I gotta agree with you. It has been so nice starting this year. January 1st on, <laughs> on a Monday, Monday baby. Five Star Friday on the 5th. Uh, it was meant to be, and we got a great batch. Our okay. first one comes from Montreal Dave. Simply the best. Five stars. Almost 20 years ago, I heard of a new medium called podcasts. I wondered if there were podcasts about basketball. There was only one, the Basketball Jones. And guys, let's face it, there's still only one. That holiday drop was an absolute classic. You guys are goddamn pros, and I salute you. <laughs> Thank you. And we salute you, Montreal yes. Dave. MTL Dave. MTL Dave. Great one. Five-star rating. Next up on the list, VK18. <laughs> the title is great. Now I'll never leave. Okay. It reads, they say that people don't leave jobs they hate, but they leave for teams they hate. Did they say that? I've never, never heard, heard that. it. No. <laughs> we'll carry on. Yeah. That puts me in a predicament because as long as I have a job where I can tune in with the stream team at 10 to hear these fine gentlemen talk hoops, life and genuinely crack me up, then I might never leave. 
Monday through Friday, I'm clocking into the classic factory with the no dunks dudes. And no matter what's happening, life gets a little better. Don't pass up an opportunity to be a part of the best basketball community in the world, filled with great analysis and even better people and easy five stars. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. That's five that's, stars that's from DK18. That's just a nice review right that's there. That's very nice. That's how you do it. Thank you for watching us at your job. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that takes me. That takes me back to the blog boy days. Oh baby, working for uh, working in the uh, physician recruiting uh, firm that I did, just blogging away. <laughs> blogging away. <laughs> Blog away, boys. <laughs> All right, next review comes from Tiberius seventeen oh one. Goat is the title. Watching no dunks is like hanging out with a bunch of silly geese. If the geese know a ton about basketball and the geese are hilarious and the geese are the most experienced NBA podcasting geese in the game. I feel like I'm saying geese too much. Five star gooses. Five star gooses. <laughs> too much goose? Now that was, uh, that had to have been inspired by you talking about uh, oh, a goose holding a basketball. A goose holding a basketball. I haven't thought about it or I haven't stopped thinking about it. <laughs> Did you write that? <laughs> No, but I just revealed something. I did stop thinking about the goose holding a basketball. <laughs> Didn't seem to be any takers on the shirt. <laughs> no, we got some great yeah, yeah, pictures Yeah, we do. We it. do. There was one I really liked. Maybe we'll do it. We'll do it. Man, just, how would they hold it, man? Doesn't make sense. Mouth? Wing? They don't even have fingers. <laughs> Our next five-star review. Uh, that Juan guy, 23, writes in, Give these guys a max contract. Been watching slash listening to these guys since 2016. Wish I knew about the show before because I became an instant sicko. So much that I watched the 2008-2009 TBA montage video, and honestly, production was 10 of 10 since day one. Wow. Shout out to JD, the go-to producer. Shout out to my guy, TK. I'm a fellow Chicago, and so go Bulls. Shout out to Skeets, the sicko captain, and special shout out to Tass. This five-star rating is for you. Turn up, love you guys. Awesome. Mm. Great review. Yeah, max contract. Max contract. I'm on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, today's max? <laughs> <laughs> We've got 20 years of experience. Oh, jeez. <laughs> We're going to be the first billion-dollar NBA podcast. <laughs> Our final review. What's my favorite? Catstar14, who writes in, I committed theft to review. This review is 10 years overdue. I've stolen my girlfriend's iPhone to leave five stars. A podcast full of larfs and classics. Your podcaster's favorite podcast. I'm waiting to cross at the Detroit border and an emergency pod for the OG trade is on. These guys are the best. Mm. Thanks, Catstar. Mm. Wow. What's that bridge called? The Ambassador Bridge? Is that correct? The Detroit Anybody one? Yeah, fact check that's right. That? You're right. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I went across Ambassador. that not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. The flags up. <laughs> As you go up, you kind of hit that hill. You yeah. rise up that hill. Yeah. It's a nice, nice view. Oh, one of the worst things, pulling into a, a border crossing when you're driving and having to pick. It's like being at the grocery store, honestly, mm-hmm. trying to pick which lane to go to because you're like, oh, which one's going to be moving oh. quick? Mm-hmm. And I'm always convinced I picked the wrong one. Like, it doesn't always. matter. Always. Like, it's just one of those things. I think everybody thinks that way, but it's like, ah, that one's flying. I show up. Why didn't I go that one? Mm. Why did I pick this one? Tough. I always go to the person who I think is going to research or inspect my car the most. They're going to take me aside. Yeah. yeah. You want to get, get out of your car and stretch your legs? I want to be inspected. It's clean, baby. <laughs> just want to talk about my car. Take a look. Uh, you need a little break. You've been uh, avoiding mattresses and stuff on the highway, that stretch of highway go leading up to the uh, Ambassador Bridge. There's mattresses everywhere? Oh, there was last time I was around <laughs> it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Never seen a mattress. There was on a mattress on the highway outside of Detroit? Whew. 
You're lucky. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, almost ran over one. It was yeah. right in the middle of the road. Jeez. Uh, well, that is a scary thing. Yeah. Happens down here in Georgia. Come on. People just walking oh, on the highway. Oh, yeah. Just people, chilling. I've never, like, I've never seen more cars just parked on the highway here, yeah. the interstate. Oh, with a just green. Just abandoned. With a green tag on the yeah, back. Yeah, a just, bright green neon. Like, how many oh, yeah, cars oh, yeah. are breaking down on this interstate? You guys agree, right? There's yeah, yeah, so yeah. many. 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm convinced. 75, 85, one goes north, one goes south, but there's a car just sitting there. Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I, mean, I don't get it. <laughs> it's like a, like a local landmark. It's like, yeah, they should put like a gas station right there. Like, like a tiny little gas station because that's what it is for people. Yeah. Like, oh, so sit right here. Dang. Oh, incredible. All right, great uh, great reviews. Five Star Friday Fun. Thanks to everybody that always gets your reviews in. We really appreciate it. Give, uh, give your girlfriend back your phone yeah. at the end. <laughs> yes. That's a good point. Good point. <laughs> and now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, let's wrap up uh, this classic here with some rapid-fire fun. Tass, you got the questions. First one. The Nuggets' Aaron Gordon revealed that he got bit by his dog, forcing him to get 21 stitches. Yeah, it was on Christmas. He also said he was drunk in the matter. Okay. Uh, anyways, he was playing with his dog. That's what happened. He's recovered, obviously. Guys, tell us about a time... A dog was rough with you, Skeets. I may have shared this story before a long time ago, but back when I was like, I want to say I was 13 or 14 years old. It was during the summer. It was between school. Uh, me and my friend Paul, Dub, I call him on the show, we decided, for reasons that we're still not sure why, to run <laughs> from Stratford, Ontario, which is basically a very small town in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by farms, we decided, let's run to St. Paul's. <laughs> Not Minnesota. But there's like a little town called St. Paul's. Like mm-hmm. like the next town over. I mean, like, Stratford is a city. Mm-hmm. This is nothing. Okay. Like, there's almost, there's a school there, and like, that's basically it. It's in the middle of the, the country. So we ran. I don't know, I mean, maybe 10K. You know, nothing insane. I guess we were pretty young, so that was wild. But the point of the story is, while we were running, country dogs started chasing us. <laughs> That's terrifying, because you're just running on like a, a county road, nobody around. It's a dirt road, and you know these are farms, and this dog comes barreling down the laneway, and you're like, you're like making, you're like, is this dog just coming to say hi? Was this dog gonna be friendly? Absolutely. And then you're like, this dog's coming in hot, and we just started booking it, like we just started sprinting, and it finally tired, and I guess just wanted oh. us to get us away from his property, and. And it was, I mean, I guess we, we, we didn't get rough. We didn't turn around and punch the dog. 
But it was scary as hell, man. <laughs> Those dogs got nowhere to be. And again, at the time, I don't know why we decided to do this, but we ran there, ran back one day, one summer day. That's how bored we were in Stratford. <laughs> so we were like, Forrest Gump. <laughs> Let's go for a run. Were you running away from the smells? Because Stratford smells like shit. <laughs> oh, it's all the manure on the farms, all, Tash. No, it's fresh. But that's one of the worst things about running on a road. Yeah. Because dogs like to run, so they'll yeah. run with you. I didn't ever, I didn't even, didn't even cross our mind when we started to, like, we came up with this dumb idea to run. I was like, I didn't even think about it, but yeah. One other dog barked at us. That was fine, but man, the one chasing you, <laughs> heart was racing. And then it was like, we gotta run back. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta go back by this dog. Like, this dog's gonna be waiting. You <laughs> couldn't alter your route. I don't back. know what we did. Yeah. I, I feel like we just ran back. You can't alter your route. You're like yeah. adding like kilometers. I know, but you want to avoid a dog, <laughs> especially no, I... in those days. You couldn't like look up a different route on your phone. <laughs> you right. had to <laughs> printed the map. We had <laughs> Hey, well, the directions were what, like County Line 20 straight and County Line 20 straight back. Straight <laughs> Highway turn, 7. Or straight. We took. I don't know. All right, All Trey. Right. Name a time, please. <laughs> I had a tough one. Uh, I've never had a bad run-in with a dog. Um, so the roughest dog experience for me uh, was paying $6,000 for Yams' back surgery. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, uh, it was sad seeing her limping around like, I don't know, she's just the short, fat, long dog. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Their backs go out, uh, but like she just had no use of her back legs. We take her in for emergency surgery. I look sad with her little back shaved, a big old incision down the back, and a cool six grand. No, uh, no dog insurance, no pet insurance. <laughs> no, no, oh. no, 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 no. I like to pay full. Best. <laughs> oh. Fair enough. Yeah, but Yammer still, still she's going. She, oh man, she's doing great. She's old and slow. How now, old is though. she? She just turned fifteen. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's old. We used to call her Yans the brown dog, and now it's like Yans the yellow and white dog. Wow. wow. Changing colors. Mm -hmm. Well, I heard we were getting a raise now for us <laughs> to a max deal. <laughs> right. Pay that dog sure. surgery. Yeah. Yans got to pay for a dog surgery. Uh, JD. I've had many run-ins with dogs. The worst was when my own dog bit me in my ass. <laughs> he was in a fight with Chief, my buddy Frank's dog. Oh. And I was a kid. I was like, I don't know, 13. And I grabbed the scruff of his neck. And he's a Doberman. Ooh. Scruff of his neck and sort of his ass and swung him around behind me. And he was still sort of yapping. And he bit me right in the ass. Like, puncture wound. Wow. Like, yeah, they're yeah. called pincers for a reason. Did you go get shots and everything, too, and all that? Yeah. He, yeah. Well, I I didn't need, a like, a rabies yeah. shot or anything because it, it was my dog's. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was bad. I've been bitten by dogs, like, five times in oh. life. Wow, it's not fun. No, mm -hmm. no. Did you have to get a stitch for a no hole? stitches. Yeah, it was a it was a hole, so it was just like, well, they cleaned it up and sent me right. on my way. But it was embarrassing because I'm you know 13 year old kid. I got my ass oh, out. Yeah, like a puncture wound. <laughs> like it looked like almost like I'd been shot because there was a top and a bottom. Oh, like right. a, it looked like an exit wound, but it was the yeah. bottom Whoa. thing. Ugh, you could have pierced it. Interesting. Yeah, I should have. I should have. I should just, you know what? Just keep going. Just put a ball bearing yeah. in there. Yeah. Cheap pure skull. Never see that. All right. Second question here. This one from long time and creative person, No Dunks fan, Mark. What is the strangest, most obscure thing you've learned 
from a podcast. Okay, this is obscure. Nobody's going to care about this except maybe Trey. <laughs> maybe Trey. Uh, so the Ring of Reality TV podcast, they recently did a three-part miniseries called American Scandal, which recapped the Vanderpump Rules cheating scandal between Tom and Ariana. This was in the zeitgeist in 2023. Dominated the zeitgeist, right? Anyway, I knew obviously a lot about the cheating scandal, but... I am not a long time like Vanderpump fan or before that. So what I learned was three things. Sheena, who's like an OG on Vanderpump Rules, mm. she started out on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the reason she was on that was because she was having an affair with one of the housewives' husband, Brandy's husband, Eddie. Okay, didn't know that. But the wildest part to me is that Eddie went on to marry country singer Leanne Rimes. Mm. <laughs> wow. That's obscure. Very. And I didn't know it. That it's all linked somehow. So, yeah. Yeah, Leanne Rhymes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know Leanne Rhymes? That yeah, that's <laughs> exactly why I like that, that story. So, yeah. there you go. I was very happy when I saw this question because I was like, oh, I just heard something very obscure. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. I would listen I was to that a, podcast in I a second. I highly recommend it. Yeah. It's it's within their podcast, like the ones with uh, yeah, the Tyson's, Tyson's uh, Survivor yeah. Show and all their other shows, but it's like a three part series. That does a great job of recapping the uh, scandal. So, yeah, mm. recommend it. Good stuff. I, I didn't know what you were talking about until you said <laughs> Leanne Rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm you didn't listen. know Sheena. You didn't know Brandy <laughs> Glanville. You didn't know Eddie. Sam. But you knew Leanne Rhymes. I go. like Sheena. It's a good name. Yeah, Sheena Shea. That's her name. <laughs> That's crazy to me, man. I think she married that guy just to get his last name. Mm. Yeah, what's nice his, alliteration. His, his last name. I don't know. They call him Shea all the time. So she's now Sheena Shea. But they got divorced like instantly. Oh, and she kept the name. Oh yeah, oh, yeah it sounds yeah. great. Yeah, it does sound great. Oh, you think? Wow, I hadn't thought. I think she that. was in it for the name. Right. Yeah, that's a real controversial take. Right. Chris Humphreys Kardashian situation. There. <laughs> Just get divorced. Uh, all right, what do you got there, Trey? Uh, the obscure call is coming from the house because I learned on an "Is This Good" podcast uh, <laughs> that there are apparently dog poop incinerating garbage cans? Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, you know, who was this? Jackie Tone? Jackie Tone. Jackie Tone, Tone yep. Um, yeah. Matt asked her the question we had. Yeah. Is it okay to throw your garbage poop in somebody else's garbage can? Yes. She was against it. That's yeah. Even her dog poop incinerating one, I think. Well, I she didn't know. want to share hers. She said it, well, there was some caveats. If it sure. was, if it was about the garbage was about to be picked up, go ahead. But sure. if you yeah. put it in and the garbage has already been left, in. I, anyway. I sort of live by that rule too. Yeah, I feel bad when the garbage cans are out there and I know they've already been picked up and they're empty, and I've got the poo bag. I feel a little weirder about it being the only, the loneliest <laughs> thing in that person's yes, garbage. I agree. That's the only time. It may right. not fall out. May get stuck to the bottom. Yeah, yeah, true. That's yeah, what true. I like. But anyway, you sorry. don't want to be the garbage pioneer there. But no, I didn't know that that existed. Yeah, I mean, this, right, this incinerator right. thing. Yeah, what do you? It's some sort of composting, but uh, it negates the nitrous. I don't know what it was, but it. She had some sort of special uh, receptacle for her dog's poop that she she would take home and put it in there. Ah, interesting. Yeah, but you can put the. The biodegradable I bag guess, into yeah. must be able I to. I guess. Yeah. Sounds like a loomy. Like it just lights on fire. It lights the, the poop in the bag on fire. Wow. That, wouldn't it. that make the stink like 10 yeah. times worse? Maybe. But it's outside, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's why Stratford, like Stratford, Ontario, <laughs> is smells like shit. It's <laughs> shit everywhere. Uh, yeah, I had no idea that existed either. Yeah. <laughs> is there a brand name? 
No, she didn't uh, drive. I, I could hit we'll her. We'll follow up. up. <laughs> yeah, we'll follow up. Uh, Can we please get this information? <laughs> All right, JD. Strangest, most obscure thing you've learned from a pot? I mean, uh, the Falkland Islands guys. You ever heard of them? Yeah, there was a conflict <laughs> back in 1982. I was listening to a history podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. and uh, here's what I know about the Falkland Islands. They only have seven pubs. It's population 3,000. They have seven pubs on the entire island, and you can't, they don't serve draft beer. And I can't find out why. <laughs> yeah, you can only get beer in a bottle. Fascinating. Yeah. Maybe it's hard to ship the, yeah. the kegs out there or something. I don't know. It's just like but literally a rock. You could brew your own beer. I suppose you could. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you go to the Falkland <laughs> Islands and you go to a, one of the seven pubs, you can't order like a pint of Guinness. They'll give you like a can or a bottle. It'd be a fun, fun pub crawl. I mean, yeah, you could hit literally every bar on the island. What podcast was this? Uh, It's a history podcast called The Rest is History Podcast. It's it's great. Okay. I like it. Did you watch uh, this uh, series on uh, World War II on Netflix? Not yet. Oh. Not yet. It's really good. Most of it I think I've seen, but... Yeah. But They do a good job of... It's restored and Yeah, it looks pretty amazing. Yeah. 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 I like it. Yeah, I'll get back into that. Okay, last question. Goran Dragic has retired from the NBA. The 37-year-old... Will have a farewell game and celebration event over two days in his native country of Slovenia. Question: What would you do to celebrate your retirement, Skeets? After we've got what our third max contract? Am <laughs> <laughs> I looking that far in the hey, future? Where was our first two? Uh, well, I'm, no, I'm saying. Oh, uh, three more. Yeah, three coming. Oh, wow, coming, cool. Right? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't perfect. plan on retiring anytime soon. <laughs> right. No. What else am I gonna do? <laughs> uh, I struggled with this one. Uh, I guess just yeah. host one final farewell podcast share some behind-the-scenes stories, maybe talk to some legendary guests, and then right at the end, I would like to lay down my earbuds and the microphone in the middle of the table, like a wrestler leaving the uh, squared circle for the final time, taking off their boots, maybe leaving their uh, Undertaker hat or whatever in the middle of the ring. So that's what I'll do. Nothing really all that creative. Yeah, I like uh, <laughs> it. Was, it was that sentimental. I know it was a tough question when I wrote this. I was wondering. Hey, your buzz is good. Are you going to be watching WrestleMania? The Rock coming back? Well, yeah, I am. Yeah. I like I. You know, I've talked about this before. I, be, I sort of like go in and out of being a wrestling fan, where I like get into it again and then I leave it. And I had left it. I have not been following it at all for the last, I mean, six, seven months, whatever. But yeah, you hear the Rock's back. You go see the clip. You're like, oh. He's going to sit at the head of the table. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he's going to take on Roman Reigns, you assume, at WrestleMania 40. But then people were trying to tell me, no, he's going to be in Perth, Perth, Australia, for the Elimination Chamber because the Australian Tourism Board has demanded the rock come. That's the theory. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> come on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe he'll be there, but I, I don't think he's taking on Roman there. you got to save that for WrestleMania. Mm. Yeah, maybe he'll be there. He is a showman. Maybe he wants to set up <laughs> WrestleMania. Well, yeah, yeah. Something. You got to lead to it. I get all that. Yeah. And there's the, oh, and people are freaking out. Oh, what about Cody Rhodes? He's got to finish his storyline. Oh, my God. CM Punk apparently is in uh, the WWE. I haven't seen a single thing about that. <laughs> Jinder Mahal's back, too, right? <laughs> he is back. That was the, that was the, uh, fake out the fake out. Yeah, Jinder Mahal, former M- uh, WWE champion. I almost called him really? NBA champion. <laughs> He's big. Yeah, he he big. Give me some minutes at the backup five, I think. Man, the Rock's really got his tail between his legs, eh? Like, well, why so? Well, he crawled back, hat in hand, to Fast and Furious, and now he's going back to his 
<laughs> well, he's been struggling. Black I'm Adam didn't do him. all that well. No, it did not. Sure. I think he's doing an A24 film next because he wants to be a serious actor. Okay, well, great. JD's absolutely right. Mm. Yeah, mm. thank you. He's well, struggling I mean, we, in terms of his acting world. I, I, I think yeah, he is. I don't think it's going great right now. Not in his mind. I mean, he was like, Black Adam's going to be a massive hit, and I'm going to be the face of DC for the next 10 years. Yeah. Like, he had a yeah. whole franchise planned out. Yeah. And that all went away. Um, and then next thing you know, he shows up in Fast and Furious. Like a class. killed got him. him. <laughs> just killed I, I can't tell if I killed it. Uh, I don't see it now, so I may have got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> where are we? Yeah, we're, Trey, I think we're Yeah, one more. Trey, please. Uh, I'll be honest. Like, Goran Dragic's farewell game sounds like a cool retirement yeah. party. Yeah. Um, but I just want to have my jersey hung up somewhere. Mm, sure. What are you yeah. thinking? <laughs> my house, I guess. I was like, I don't know, here? They <laughs> got a clothesline right above your head. Yeah, <laughs> right, that's actually good. Uh, yeah, there, I don't know the location, but I feel like I would like to have my jersey retired. We don't wear jerseys on the show. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know, my hometown? Hang my 13 up? What would be your go-to, what would be your go-to um, clothing item from all of your shows you've ever done? And it can't be a jersey, let's say. <laughs> like you Probably wear a pair of shoes. I probably would retire a pair of shoes. <laughs> okay, interesting. I thought you might say like some Bulls sweater that you like. You like to wear Bulls stuff after yeah. the Carhartt. My Bulls, Bulls Carhartt. Oh, Carhartt. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. yeah. okay, good. We got that. I will actually raise that to the rafters of my home whenever I retire. <laughs> well, I, I do think we should pitch the Hall of Fame to try and get you know, the podcasting wing in there. Sure. Yeah, you get the Carhartt. Get us in. Get the Carhartt. Hang. Sure. Hang, hang it. Find our original mics. Ooh. I got one right behind nice. us. Okay. Perfect stuff. Um, so, is that part of your answer there, JD? What would you do to celebrate? Oh, my, my answer is uh, very simple nine month cruise. <laughs> That's what? what we're doing. <laughs> That's about this. About the, it would start at the beginning of the season oh and it would God. end at the end of the season. Oh, so, would, we're podcasting. We're podcasting. I'm so fucking angry that we missed out on this opportunity <laughs> to go on this nine month cruise. Not that, it would, you know. You can't, like, who do you pitch it to? I go to the New York Times and say, hey, there's a, a nine-month cruise that's about to happen. It's going to be a fucking disaster. We need to be on that boat and podcasting all about it. Can you imagine the hit? Like, it would never huge. go for it. It massive. would be so huge. But here we are on dry land, and I'm just watching this <laughs> drama unfold on TikTok. But I think it will be a great way to end the season, you know, just and pack it with everybody, like uh, all of the sickos, everybody in the stream team. They're all on the boat oh, with us. Wow. How wow. we would hate each other. We would hate all of the fans <laughs> by the end of it. We wouldn't be sad at all about the end. Yeah, of we'd, be ecstatic we'd be ecstatic. It was over. Thank God damn. I'm so happy to be off this boat. Yeah. Uh, but I think it would be hilarious and fun. So, yeah, a nine month. cruise <laughs> <laughs> as, as the final project ever. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's similar like it's the most extreme possible version of when we were doing the starters and we would have to do two weeks in Vegas. Yeah. Yes. At the end of the season, yeah. but we're like, as soon as we're done, it's summertime. As yeah. soon as we're done, <laughs> as soon as we're done, we never have to work ever again. Yeah. 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 I love it. Just okay. nine months of that. <laughs> yeah. Just nine quick That's nine months. So long. <laughs> Wow. All right, there it is. Rapid fire. Great questions to ask. Some fun answers. I think that was a classic. You tell us. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Hey, jump over. Join our playback room. You never know where we're going to jump on and go live there. We did simulcast to YouTube last night. Yeah, working at some kinks with that, but it was a lot of fun to everybody that jumped in there. So thank you for doing that as well. But uh, yeah, join the playback room and uh, 
Share the show across all your social media channels as we get closer and closer to 100,000 subs on YouTube. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. There are a lot of games on this weekend, like a ton of games on tonight, uh, obviously on Saturday and Sunday. Fewer games on Monday, maybe part of the championship uh, college game, and then uh, some less on Tuesday. But we'll have a bunch of shows next week for you, so uh, we'll see you here at 10 a.m. Eastern on Monday morning from the Classic Factory. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and I need to know, uh, where's the rest of our mail? Because JD just scared me. You scared me with that nine months thing we're going to work. <laughs> I'm just scared of collecting nine months of mail. I, just, I, I like ticking things off. I'm one of those people. I got I to gotta tick off. We're, I see the mail. Maybe we'll be opening it on playback this weekend. Jump on over. Ooh, there's a little yeah. tease for you. Double stream it on YouTube as well. Come on over. Come on over. We're streaming everywhere. <laughs> Getting ready for this nine-month cruise. <laughs> All right, embrace the weekend, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.